Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, hey, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Egg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, the deadline to apply to participate in a meeting about the future of agriculture is tomorrow. Chief Ag Editor of SaskAgToday.com, Kevin Hirsch, has the details on that. The Provincial Ministry of Agriculture put up the Volunteers Needed sign for crop reporters. And fresh off of Agribition, preparations for another farm event is underway. Earlier today, I spoke with one of the Agribition officials to inquire about final totals for attendance, among other things. And they said that the final totals are still being worked on and the timeline for its official release is sometime later this week or early next week. So stay tuned for that. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Nearly 10,000 randomly selected farms and ranches across Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba will have received an invitation to participate in a Citizens' Assembly on Agriculture. From those who apply, 36 lottery-selected producers will gather to work on climate and sustainability solutions for agriculture. At saskagtoday.com, Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch reports, producers can register for the process even if they didn't receive an invitation letter. It's billed as a first-of-its-kind forum on the future of agriculture, and it's a project of Farmers for Climate Solutions. One of the co-leads for the forum is Gordon Bacon, who for many years served as president of Pulse Canada. The other co-lead is Ian McCreary, a farmer from Bladworth, Saskatchewan, who's involved with Farmers for Climate Solutions. McCreary notes that he and Gord Bacon look at the issues from somewhat different perspectives. Gordon spent uh, 20 years of his life uh, listening to customers and comes to this, uh, you know, primarily thinking about the pressures he's hearing about where customers are going to need us to be in a few years. And uh, I, uh, I've been aware of that discussion, but probably more... Uh, because of my international work, are seeing some of the of the impacts of climate change on peoples around the world, and I'm worried about making sure we're ready to do our part. 
Interested producers are encouraged to register no matter their views on the topic. The deadline to register is November 28th. The 36 people randomly chosen to participate will have three sessions of two and a half days each at resort locations in each Prairie Province. The meetings are in January, February and March. Organizers say all reasonable travel, lodging and meal expenses will be covered. To get more information and to register, go to www.prairie-ag-forum.ca. That's prairie-ag-forum.ca. The recommendations coming out of the Citizens' Assembly on Agriculture will be captured in a summary report that will be circulated with government and industry. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. And you can find his content and our content as well on saskagtoday.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your agriculture news from Kevin Hirsch, myself, and GX Agriculture Director Doug Falconer. And we also host a saskagtoday.com roundtable where we discuss all the latest topics for the week. It's usually about a 13 to 15 minute episode. Again, you can find all that at saskagtoday.com. Coming up next on the show, we got a call out from the Provincial Ministry of Agriculture for crop reporters for next season. I spoke with uh, one of the members of the ministry uh, at Agribition last week. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is looking for new blood when it comes to crop reporters for next season. Crops Extension Specialist Mackenzie Ledoon says being a crop reporter doesn't take much time out of the week. So being a crop reporter really only takes about five to ten minutes a week. What happens is you sign up through the Ministry of Agriculture, then we send you a welcoming package in the spring, we send you a rain gauge, a calendar, and a booklet of questions that you answer throughout the year. Then, every week, you send in those questions and those answers. It really only takes five to ten minutes, and honestly, the hardest question we ask is often, how much rain did you get? She says the questions are pre-written by the Ag Ministry unless they want to know something specific, which could be anything from crop yields to grain grades, etc. A crop reporter can also provide general comments. So you can tell us anything important that's going on in your community, such as any sort of issues that you're seeing in the fields or anything like that. We also take that into account when we write a crop report as well. Ladoon says you don't have to worry about your name going public as all crop reporters are anonymous. Absolutely. So as a crop reporter, you give permission for us to use your information. All the information is kept anonymous. We never keep it associated with you personally. We use it on a regional or provincial scale. So as a crop reporter, you will give us permission to use your data, of course, remaining as anonymous as possible. And also you can select to share your information with other crop reporters to kind of build a nice community of crop reporters. There is collaboration amongst other crop reporters, and Ladoon says it's a great way to build friendships and connections. There are currently 200 crop reporters in the province. As of right now, we have about 200 volunteers across the province. That equals about 45% of the province coverage. We are always seeking new crop reporters, and we highly encourage anyone interested to sign up. We really will reach out to you and get all the information you need, and we make sure it's as easy as possible. If that's of interest to anyone, they can phone 1-866-457-2377 to sign up. 
She says the ministry doesn't mind having more than one reporter in one region. Absolutely. We only ask that you ever report on the areas that you know about. So that could be either your field specifically or your RM, depending on how much you drive. Generally, what it looks like is you will report on the areas that you see in your day-to-day -day district. Mackenzie Ledoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And Migraine Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MigraineExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. The Manitoba government is increasing a temporary rent reduction for crown land used by agricultural producers for things like grazing, haying and annual cropping. The former progressive conservative government introduced the reduction as a way to temporarily help producers after years of extreme moisture. The reductions were slated to be 50% this year, 33% next year and 15% in 2025. The NDP government, elected last month, says next year's rate will be increased to 55%. Agriculture Minister Ron Kostitian says the change will provide producers with more than $2 million in support. Dale Meyer, a rancher with a cattle operation in the Parkland region, says it's welcome news for beef producers. Federal Finance Minister Christia Freeland's latest fall economic statement offers to take some of the reporting burden off certain farmers and other Canadians when filing for exemptions from the National Underused Housing Tax, or UHT. The Federal Finance Department has posted its legislative and regulatory proposals for changes to the UHT online and has teed up a consultation period for those proposals. Canadians and other stakeholders and organizations are asked to submit comment via email by January 3rd of next year. The UHT, an annual 1% tax on ownership of vacant or underused housing in Canada, which took effect January 1st last year, has led a clutch of national farm groups to call on Ottawa for a blanket exemption for farmers from having to file a UHT return. Canadian citizens and permanent residents are exempt from the UHT, but many corporations are not. CN and CPKC Rail supplied a combined 99% of hopper cars ordered in Green Week 16, an improvement from the 90% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week, and the best single combined performance we've seen in the 2023-24 green year to date. The improved performance reflects improved performance for each of CN and CPKC. In supplying 99% of cars ordered by shippers in week 16, CN saw performance improve sharply from the 84% order fulfillment performance they posted in week 15. CN performance returns above the 90% performance threshold for the third time in the last four weeks. CPKC performance also improved, with the railway also supplying 99% of shipper orders in Week 16, as compared to the 96% order fulfillment performance in Week 15. CPKC performance remains above the 90% threshold for the fifth consecutive week.
Another outbreak of avian flu has been identified in Chilliwack, B.C. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says the case, as well as two others identified Friday in Chilliwack and Langley Township, involve commercial poultry farms. The agency's national tally lists 48 locations in B.C. with infected flocks. It says the province has an estimated 5.1 million birds that are impacted, or more than half the total number of infected birds across the country. Chinese state-run food group Kofco Group says it has imported Canadian durum wheat for the first time for processing into flour. That's a departure from China's usual practice of importing finished durum flour, or pasta. Kofco says the durum wheat was purchased by Kofco International and will be transferred to Kofco Flour Company Limited for processing. China has already imported almost 2 million metric tons of durum wheat from Canada this year, according to Chinese customs data. That does not match Canadian government data, however, which shows China bought no Canadian durum during the past year through September, the most recent month for which data is available. Chinese purchases of other types of Canadian wheat were larger year-on-year during the 2022-23 crop marketing year, which ended July 31st. The discrepancy is likely due to China's customs agency classifying wheat differently. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Here's my chat earlier with Precision Weather Meteorologist Phil Spivak. Coming in this morning to work, uh, it was pretty cloudy this morning, and does it kind of look like it's going to stay that way for today and tonight? Yeah, it'll be tough to break through the cloud deck today. It's because there's still a warm front moving through, but the good news of that is that it's a warm front, so there is some warmer air that'll be coming in uh, for the next couple of days. Still watching a few flurries. The bulk of this has already pushed off to our east. It's ahead of the front, so we're seeing our wind shifting uh, now from west into more of a west-southwest, and as we get into that transition, that tells us the front has gone by, which really drops off our chance of flurries. Having said that, there are a couple behind the front. Uh, worth noting that they're in the air. I don't think they're going to amount to anything as far as uh, significant snowfall, uh, so there's no accumulating snow. But we'll keep that threat until uh, about uh, maybe 2 o'clock or so, and then beyond that, the uh, cloud cover will remain stubborn. It may start to thin a bit, but I'm not uh, holding out too much hope for any actual breaking of, uh, breaking of cloud to sunshine through the afternoon. And as such, temperature is not going to move. There's warmer air building in, but it's not here yet. So until it gets here, we're going to hold pretty steady through the afternoon. Coming out of the morning at minus 3, we'll hold around minus 2 for the afternoon. Wind chill as a result of that at minus 9. Now, the air is fairly dry, too. The dew point lagging a few degrees behind, which relative at minus 2, minus 3 is not that low. But as the temperature comes up a little bit tomorrow, the dew point will lag. So it is pretty dry early in the day tomorrow. Minus 6 are low tonight. The wind up a bit. That means wind chill tomorrow morning, minus 13. It'll look a little better with the cloud broken up, but quite a chilly morning. And tomorrow, mostly sunny sky. will be up to around 3 degrees for the afternoon. That's likely the only day above freezing. 
We drop back to around zero for the high on Wednesday, partly to mostly sunny sky. Maybe some flurries coming in Wednesday night. Better chance for that on Thursday. Very minor. Uh, light accumulation could pick up in the most persistent a centimeter. I'd be surprised to see two, but for some areas that uh, get a little bit later with the snow, we'll get it more early in the day Thursday. As the front moves on uh, closer to the border, closer toward Manitoba, getting a little bit more. Uh, but minus four are high on uh, Thursday and a mix of cloud and sun Friday. Looks like a, a nice area of high pressure will take over for Friday through the weekend. Temperatures at minus three or better each day, Friday through Sunday. Normal highs for the period are around minus 5, normal lows minus 16. Sun rose at 8.27 this morning and the sun will set at 5 o'clock. Taking a look around the province in Estevan and Saskatoon, minus 4. Swift Current in Weyburn, minus 3. Yorkton, minus 9 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at plus 2.1 degrees. Cool spot in Island Falls at minus 16.8. In Regina, cloudy sky winds out of the west-southwest at 17 to 27 kilometers an hour, humidity at 85 percent, temperature at minus 3 degrees or 27 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 102.1 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy, southwest wind at 21 kilometers an hour, temperature minus 3. Again in Regina, cloudy, west-southwest wind at 17 to 27, temperature minus 3 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Developing the next generation of leaders in rural Saskatchewan is the goal of a program sponsored by various crop development commissions, including Sask Canola, Sask Barley, and Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. More than 20 people participated in the Learn to Lead program, which builds leadership capacity. Amy Bodich from Tisdale was one of the Learn to Lead participants. Amy attended New Mexico State University on a rodeo scholarship. Armed with her degree, she is back in her hometown. So I'm working at Richardson Pioneer in the Agribusiness Associate position. And so it's kind of like a one-year job shadowing program to build on post-university graduate. I got there by studying egg business in university and that passion came from where I grew up on the farm and watching my parents make a living off of that. So then I got my degree there and just seeked opportunity in my hometown. Bodich talks about the components of the Learn to Lead program starting with board governance. Kind of the nitty-gritty of being on a board and the difficult things that can come up and how to deal with that. And then we actually took an etiquette session, so just uh, not feeling awkward in formal situations and knowing how to professionally represent yourself and your company. And then we did a little media exercise to practice speaking with the media from an egg standpoint. And then we finished the day off with communications and learning how to get your point across to different personalities. Personality types. She goes on to say, 
I think my goal coming into this, I mean, always coming to this type of thing, it's like to network and make connections with people that vary in demographic but also have a common interest. Also, I just want to be involved in different ways in the egg industry and be prepared to take a step up and sit on a board. Jay Wetter is the editor of Canola Digest and spoke to participants about agricultural media. I provided a few tips about farm media and what I want to do is share uh, good farming practices, new ideas, often reiterating best practices that we've been talking about for 20 years, but sometimes you need to say things over and over before they sink in. Wetter also told participants about the differences between so-called mainstream media and reporters who focus strictly on agricultural issues. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Coming up next, we'll preview another agricultural-slash-farm-related event that's coming up in the new year. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Preparations are well underway for the 2024 edition of Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon. Media coordinator Teresa Velotten says they've already lined up a number of guest speakers. We sure do. We're very excited about our speaking lineup. We have two theaters running for all three days, and we have some phenomenal speakers um, with a wide variety of topics. So we're really pleased that we think we have something for everyone to come and uh, find something that's relevant for their operation. She outlines some of the speakers. Certainly. So David Frum will be speaking on geopolitics and how we use that information to make decisions on our individual farms. Dr. Brianne Tidman will be talking about weed management. Graham Sherman is coming from the tool shed to tell his story of produced on the prairies products. Jim Carrolls is talking about AI and agriculture and transforming the world's oldest profession. Dr. Grayson Ross will be with us. He's giving us a vet's perspective, some calving tips and tricks. And Scott Fairburn will join us for a customer-driven approach to equipment. So we have a, a little bit of something for everyone in the lineup. The Lawton Notes Manitoba Ag Days is about two months away. We would love to invite you to join us at the Keystone Centre. It's January 16th through 18th. So right in the middle of January, come and join us for three days in Brandon. She adds that the deadline for the Manitoba Ag Days Gives Back program is fast approaching. We certainly do. Ag Days Gives Back has entered its second decade, which is amazing. We have given back over $360,000. And the deadline uh, for this year's application is November 15th. We have two types of applications we're accepting. We are giving away 16 community grants, no, 17 community grants for $2,000 apiece to nonprofit organizations to support their continued operations. So anything that they need to support their continued operation. And then we're giving away three scholarships of $2,000 each. And this year, though, that criteria has opened up a bit. So those scholarships are open to any post-secondary education or training that's related to agriculture. 
that is not just degree or diploma programs. That includes things like driver training, um, mechanic training. So it's really, really opened up the possibilities, and we hope to see a wide variety of applications as a result. That's Teresa Velotten. She's the media coordinator for Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon that's coming up early in the new year. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next on the other side of the break is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola's up rather up 50 cents rather at uh, 646.52 number one red spring wheat is down a dollar four cents at 317.32 and the rest were unchanged durham at 470.05 feed barley 262.58 chickpeas 1168.44 flax 621.04 lentils at 797.50 oats 296.32 yellow peas 376.19 Feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down four cents at six dollars and ninety-two and three-quarter cents a bushel. Coming up next is today's livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week through the sale ring, we had about 3,000 head of cattle on offer, and here's how it went. Good cows. They traded from 120 to 135 with sales up to 140. The medium cows were a dollar to a dollar 20, and the good kill bulls, they were bringing 130 to 155. In our Saturday sale with 1,800 calves on offer, the three weight steer calves, they brought 372 to 425. Four weight steers, 371 to four and a quarter. The five weight steers they were bringing 370 to 408 six weight steers were 335 to 367 into the heifer trade three weight heifers they're bringing 380 to 406 the four weights they're bringing 330 to 368 and the five weight heifers they're bringing 283 to 332 and the six weight heifers 295 to 313 upcoming sales this thursday november the 30th we're going to have 400 head of good quality bred cattle on offer mostly black and then we're coming back to you this coming saturday december the second it's our last chance to dance calf sale there's about 1200 head booked in there expecting 1500 to 2000 head for further information give us a call 773-3174 canada's source for quality heartland livestock and swift current the latest pork prices are at $182.78 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The Saskatchewan government is forecasting a $250 million deficit this fiscal year due to higher expenses related to the summer drought. The mid-year financial report says the deficit puts Saskatchewan down $1.3 billion from budget, as the province had initially forecast a surplus of more than $1 billion. 
Finance Minister Donna Harpower says the unforeseen drought reduced crop production by 20%, reduced crop production rather. She says the province is projecting to spend $853 million more on agriculture than it initially budgeted. Harpower says the deficit is also due to a decrease in forecast potash revenues as prices and production have declined. Debt is now estimated to be $31.6 billion, up $709 million from what was budgeted. And this is something you don't hear about every day. One person is in custody after a tractor rolled over on Surrey's Highway 1. BC Highway Patrol off, uh, members and encountered a person driving a tractor on Highway 1 at approximately 12.35 p.m. on Saturday. Police say the person driving the tractor was possibly involved in a protest. The police attempted to stop the tractor, resulting in a collision with a police vehicle. The tractor rolled over after trying to take the Highway 1 westbound on-ramp and B.C. Highway Patrol members called Surrey RCMP for assistance. What they mean by collision, if you find the video, they executed a pit maneuver on the tractor. Police say the person in police custody was also taken to the hospital with yet-to-be-determined injuries. Turning over to the markets now, TSX is up 2 points at 20,118. Dow is up 85 points to 35,358. Oil is down 64 cents at $76.46 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar at 73.50 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's going to do it for Monday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.